Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Yeah, and just like it is the sun's nature to shine, it is our nature to shine our state of being. Yeah. And if I'm if my state of being is that love or the peace behind it, then I become an influence automatically in that direction. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is next level. You are going to learn today, so make sure you grab your notepad and paper because you are going to take a whole bunch of notes. He is the founder of Udo's Choice and author of the book Fat That Heals Fats That Kill, which has sold over 250,000 copies. As an acclaimed author and speaker, Udo has an eight-step process that takes into consideration all of the elements of nature and human nature, including physical health, mental health, present, and awareness. You can see why he is on here, because he is covering all of it. Life energy, being in harmony with nature and humanity. Udo's background includes studies in biochemistry, genetics, biology, and nutrition, as well as a master's degree in counseling psychology. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Please, please, please welcome our guest, Udo Erasmus. Udo, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for uh, doing this. Absolutely. Okay, so as a fellow clinician, you know, we're going to totally go there. I want to I get an idea of, you know, your, your health, wellness, mental health. You're covering all of it. So right away, the, the therapist inside of me wants to go into what happened. 
Like what, what, what was this? So what happened in your life? Oh. What happened as a reflection of this? What happened to you? Mm -hmm. We'll go well, there. I was, I was born in 1942 in okay. Poland, which was in okay. the middle of the second world war. And I was uh, not yet three when we were refugees fleeing in horse-drawn hay wagons, mothers with little children. The men were all at war or in prisoner of war camps or wherever. Yeah. And uh, we were fleeing down dirt roads. The communists were chasing us in tanks and trucks. And there was no military presence on those roads, just refugees. There were yeah. dead horses in the, and dead people in the ditches. Wow. And the allies, you know, they're supposed to be the good guys. Yeah. They were using the refugees as target practice, shooting at us from planes. Oy, okay. And you can imagine this is probably not a really good situation to bring in two-year-old, to bring, you know, to bring up two-year-olds. No. no. So it was really chaotic. My mother had to eventually get off the road and walk through the fields. It was in winter. And she had six kids with her, six and younger. Yeah. And she could only handle two when she's walking because she's only got two hands. So she left four of us behind. And so we ended up in an orphanage and eventually we got reunited. But yeah. you can imagine like I think two year old, like sort of in between two and three year old is what is the most delicate age for kids. Absolutely. They're just getting to understand a little bit about the world. And then it turns upside down. Right. So that yeah. so what happened to me is I became very shy. I yeah. was never felt safe. Yeah. I didn't understand what I could rely on. Nope. I remember hunger. I remember anxiety. I remember fear, mm -hmm. chaos, confusion. I was toilet trained and then I was told to go in my pants, you know, because oh. I didn't have time to stop either to water the horses or feed the horses. You know, it was, I mean, it was really crazy. I don't think you can imagine what it's like. No, right now. I'm like being in a situation in the crossfire that that happened there so what happened is i got my nose rubbed in what happens when people don't cultivate peace and and cooperation and harmony and 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 friendship and all of the good things that people yeah. can do together when they don't cultivate that in peacetime when they have the luxury to do it then guaranteed they're going to have conflicts yeah. and it's going to get worse and worse and they're heading towards war and I think you can see it happen in the world now as well. It's one Absolutely. of the reasons why I talk about what I talk about, because I realized that uh, on 9-11, discontent yeah. people will always spread discontent. If those of us who think they know what contentment is, I'm one of those guys. Mm -hmm. If we don't do more to spread contentment than they do to spread discontent, guess where we're headed? Yeah, yeah. So when I was six-year-old, we, we were in Germany, reunited. And I was listening to adults argue, and it always, it, it, it really bothered me. I was really <laughs> sensitive right, to it. Well, absolutely. And, and it occurred to me, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. And then like a six-year-old who doesn't know how complicated everything is, no. I'm going to figure, I'm going to find out how. Yep. So that's been my driver all my life. Wow. And that's how I got, that's the, the long story about how I got to health and then human nature. Mm -hmm. And then human nature and environment, because everything affects health. Yes. And a lot of it that we don't take into account is in us rather than between us. So mm -hmm. in relationship, we think of them as between us. But if there is, if I'm not fully present in my own 
in my own being, being. Mm-hmm. what am I bringing to the marriage? Yeah. You know, so my, my, you know, my story that I wanted to tell you is, you know, my, my marriage, how my marriage went. Yes. I saw her, never talked to her. I saw her. I saw the goddess. She was shining. I hadn't heard any of the words of her self-denial. Yeah. It came later, right? Yeah. And she saw me the same way. And, and it was like, oh, my God, there's my completion. Hmm. And for her, it was like that, too. Yeah. And she, she actually pursued me more than I pursued her. Okay. She, so she was really into it. But then, I, then somehow it didn't work. The moment that I said yes, the arguments began. Yeah. And I didn't realize until later what was missing was I was missing in the marriage. Yes. And from her perspective, she was missing in the marriage. Yes. Because I was missing from myself. I was not in touch with the, the, with the peace that is an experience that is the foundation of my existence. Yeah. And you have to go inward to find, to reconnect to that foundation. I was not in touch with the unconditional love that life is and I am for the body. Yeah. Because I wasn't in touch with that. I didn't feel loved. And then I thought my love was going to come from her. And Bingo, she yeah. thought her love was going to come from me. But yep. she couldn't go in and find it to bring it into the marriage. And I couldn't go in to, bring, to find it to bring it into the marriage. Yeah. So then, you know, in that situation, then you have to say, well, where the hell is the love going to come from if neither of you can get to it? So yeah. my conclusion was, I'm not ready for relationship. And I would say you're not ready for anybody is not ready for relationship until you have a solid relationship with your own life. And then you bring presence into the relationship. And then you can negotiate anything because you're not, it's no longer a need. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be based on love, but we base it on need. I need to feel fulfilled. She's going to fulfill me. Well, if she doesn't, doesn't damn fulfill me, then what the hell? And there's like, and then it goes crazy. Yep. Right. Well, that's the perfect, that's the perfect recipe for resentment. Yeah. Perfect recipe for resentment. Because I I had expectation. I wanted her to do my homework for me. Yep. Fundamentally. is what it comes down to. Right. Absolutely. I had done my homework in that regard, being present in my own existence Mm -hmm. and i expected her to do that for me of course she can't no and i and she expected the same thing for me and i can't so we put an expectation on the marriage or on the relationship Mm -hmm. that the relationship cannot carry no and then then, surprise surprise 60 percent of relationships don't work yeah you know i you know so so that was so it's so important to be present, to, to, to do a practice where you sit with yourself mm-hmm. and discover your own, you know, what it feels like to be alive. You know, yeah, what, 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 you. what it feels like in the space that your body occupies. There's not just liver and guts in there. There's also feeling there's light there and there's, there's love there and there's sensations there and, and there's sound there and you can listen, you can turn your, your senses inward mm-hmm. to experience what life looks like, feels like, sounds like, even tastes like. And, and, and you, for yourself. And, and then you feel whole and then you yeah. feel cared for. 
And when I feel cared for, the only thing left to do is help. Because it's not about me anymore. No. Right? No. I'm cared for. So now, mm-hmm. okay. So, okay, good. I'm, I'm good. What needs to be done? Yeah. Okay, I'll take out the garbage. No problem. Okay, I'll wash the dishes. No problem. Okay, I'll change the diapers. No problem. It's like, yep. it's, it's just about, then it's just practical. And, yep. but until I feel, until I feel cared for, every transaction I have will have an element of, how is that going to take care of me? And if, yep. I, if I can't see how it'll take care of me, I won't do it. Yeah. Because the biggest drive in human being is to feel whole, is mm-hmm. to feel whole again, because we felt whole in our mother's womb. Yeah. But then we got disconnected from it when we, when we went out through, through our senses into the world to learn to survive physically in the world. But we didn't mm-hmm. need to do that in the womb. Everything was taken care of, nowhere yeah. to go, nothing yeah. to do, just hang out. In a little, I call it the Buddha tank because you hang out in the light inside in your you know inner presence. Yeah. And enlightenment is about going back there. Absolutely. So so we're all little Buddhas hanging out in that in that safe space. Right. I appreciate you saying that. Um, when I work with couples, that is usually what I will um, what I will say in my first session. You know I. It's not about, it's not about the marriage. If I focus just on the marriage, then I'm going to lose you both. Mm -hmm. You know, however, if I help you identify who you are outside of the roles you play, if I help you identify who you are as a person, not as a father, not as a mother, a brother, a sister, you know, a wife, none of those things. If I'm able to help you identify who you are as a person. Yeah. Well, then that's when all of the healing happens and change happens because you no longer have that expectation on each other you know, to meet each other's needs. Instead, you're able to enjoy one another and love one another because you feel supported, protected, and understood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. It is, it is key. And it's not easy because we don't have, we don't really have cultural encouragement for self-knowledge. No, not at all. Not at all. We're so busy. (laughs) But it's the most important thing in life because that's what you bring. Well, that's what so, you are and that's what you bring. So, so think about it this way too, though, you know, there's so many of us that want to be perceived a certain way. You know, we want to be perceived as an exceptional mom. We want to be perceived as a loving, you know, wife. And so, so we're act, so, so you're acting for a cultural bingo. Uh, image. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's instead all of, it is. Instead of acting for life. Yes. I'm so, I'm, I'm glad you were, you were able to make that transition. So you're six years old, you're in constant chaos. You're literally in war, constant mm-hmm. chaos, which then now brings into that level of hypervigilance, right? Constantly aware of your surroundings. Um, I can see why you went into, you know, this, this sort of mute persona, trying to kind of take in as much information as possible to see who you can and can't trust. I read, right? I read tons of books because, books oh gosh, yes. you know, you yes. can read a book about war and nobody's shooting at you. <laughs> yes. And so trust, right? So trust during that time is very difficult, extremely difficult because even the person that you thought you can trust the most, your mom has left you. Yeah. You know, and when you and- can't find the, and when you can't find it outside, then one of the places where you can go to find it is inside because something inside has ke- taken perfect care of me 24 yeah. seven for now almost 79 years now. Yeah. Right? 
And I've never, and has never led me, never misled me, never lied to me. And that's the nature of life. That's why foundation in life, foundation in, in awareness is so powerful. So you were literally the father of fats. Like you are the father of sexy health, right? How, how did that happen? And so what I'm starting to hear is like, there was so many things going on you know, to you, it sounds like you made this transition of, okay, I can't control everything outside, but I could for damn sure as hell control what's going inside. Can you tell me more about that? That was, yeah, that was, that was part of it. And I had started, I had been doing, I do a practice. So the the idea is you take time every day, just like you do go take time for the toilet and just like you take time for breakfast and just like you take time for sleeping and you take time for doing your job. You take time every day five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, if you can take time to be as still as you can be and sit in that stillness and see how deep you can go into that stillness Mm -hmm. and see how long you can stay there because the mind is very active, right? Yeah. See how deep you can still, how, how, how long you can stay there, breathe very lightly and slowly, and then be aware of what you see in that stillness and what you hear in that stillness and what you feel in that stillness. Yeah. And you will discover when, you know, and it takes time. Yes. It takes time because we're really good at going out. Yep. But we don't practice much going in. So it's kind of like learning to walk again. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but don't never quit. You know, a kid doesn't yeah. say, ah, oh, work at walking is not for me. I just fell on my schnoz. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to walk. You know, that's for you guys. I'm not going to do it. No, they 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 crawl and they fall and they crawl and they fall and they jump, get up on one leg and they fall and they, you know, and they cry and they get up and they get up and they get up, and eventually they're running around the block. Yeah. Right. How long does that take? Maybe a year, two years. Mm-hmm. Depends on depends on their developmental speed. Yeah. And this is like that too. If you, if you don't see peace everywhere in the world, it means peace in you is not looking. Oh, yes. That, and it means that you need to go deeper and let peace do the looking. Because if you're angry, you're going to see a different world and you're going to act different into the world. You're going to create enemies and you're going to fight enemies that mm-hmm. you've created. Right? If you're fearful, then you're going to see danger that you've created. In, in perfect peace. Yep. And then you're going to hide from the danger and, and, and try to protect yourself from it. So your state of being comes to expression automatically. Mm-hmm. So what is the best place to go that, to bring a state of being to expression? And there's got to be perfect peace and unconditional love that exists in your nature, whether you look at them or not, mm-hmm. whether you feel them or not whether you believe it or not, they're just part of your biology. How did, so, so one so, thing I'm, so what happened to me? So, yeah. so I was already doing that and my marriage ended. Yes. The one I just t- told you about <laughs> and I was pretty upset and kind of wanted to kill something. Yeah. It was a long story, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I, I took a job as a pesticide sprayer. And so I sprayed pesticides very carelessly for three years yeah. and I got poisoned by the pesticides. Yikes. You know, it's like a predictable outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Carelessness <laughs> plus stupidity. Yeah. 
Cake Wells, yeah. bad deal. <laughs> That's the formula. <laughs> right? And so I went to the doctor and said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said, nothing. That was the best diagnosis I ever got because it was like, oh, my God, my yeah. health is my responsibility. Yeah. But it really is my responsibility. It wasn't, it wasn't just a cute saying. Yeah. But it really, the penny really dropped and said, okay, what do I need to do to, to heal myself? Yes. I had the background in biochemistry. And, uh, you know, so I, I went and looked in the journals on health and nutrition, disease and nutrition, because I knew the body is made out of food, water, air, and light. That's yes. it. That's how yeah. nature makes bodies, right? Yeah. So I was looking at nutrition, particularly nutrition and and health, nutrition and disease, got stuck on fats because they were really confusing and they were misrepresented and misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And then while I was, this happened, I got poisoned in 1980. I was in the journals in 1981. 1981, it was established that omega-3s are essential nutrients, which means you can't make them, but you have to have them. So you have to bring them in from outside. Mm -hmm. If you don't get enough, your health goes down. You get deficiency symptoms. They are degenerative in nature. They get worse with times, time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. This is like really important building blocks that yeah. life needs to create your body. It knows how to do that. But you have to, you have to uh, make sure that the building blocks land through your mouth in your, in your body so that life yeah. can use them. And... Uh, found out 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3s for optimum health. They're a nightmare to work with because they're super sensitive to damage by light, oxygen, and in heat. And every cell in the body needs them. Hmm. So, you know, out of that came, oh my God, we could help almost everybody by yeah. bringing, first of all, creating a way to make them with health in mind so they're not damaged, like industry damages their the cooking oils so they're not damaged and that they're rich in omega-3s and we bring them back and optimize them there should be a lot of things that get better because every cell needs them and 99 percent of the population doesn't get enough and when i that sort of came together that observation came together in my head it was like oh my god we could help so many people yeah and i just got lit up like a firecracker mm -hmm. and then i had no business background but huge enthusiasm. And it was mm -hmm. like, I, I just found a purpose for my life because yeah. I was doing other stuff. And it was like, yeah, anybody can do that. Yeah. But what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And my purpose was always, I want things to be better. Yeah. It doesn't matter on what level, in what way you do that, whether you bring flowers or you help old ladies across the street or yeah. you come up with whatever, something on any level of your existence. You know, mm -hmm. you help people in the direction of peace. You help people in the direction of love. You help people to to go inside and discover their own magnificence. You yeah. know, so there's lots of ways you can help people. But this one was like, oh, this is big. And yes. I was already feeling taken care of. And when I didn't yes. feel cared for, I knew where to go. Because that care for lives inside of me. And it's always there. Every time I go and look for it, it's there. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm not looking, it's taking care of me. So it was like, okay, well, all of a sudden I was open to doing whatever, you know, the, the idea was, how can I make the biggest splash for good mm -hmm. in one body in one lifetime? And so, so then, 
So then the projects became bigger because it wasn't about how can I get myself taken care of? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, how can I, how can I make the, how can I take the care of the world. whole world in a way? Yes. Right. Because how, everybody could live their lives lit up because the light's already inside everybody. How did you do you that though? In, yes. Looking away from it. Bingo. Bingo. So, so, so that, that looking in that's self-reflection. Yeah. That's the part a lot of people complain about. This is, you know, I want to work out, but I don't have time. I want to eat right, but I don't have time. Yeah. You know, I, I want to pursue this dream, but I don't have time to go back to school. Yeah. You had every single reason, every single reason to mm. clam up, put your head down and just do what you're told or continue life that same way, right? You could have went from that, do- you, know, you could have left that doctor's office and said, oh, okay, well, crap, you know, shit, there's no, me- there's, there's nothing to treat me. I'm screwed. This is just the way my life's going to be. But there was this level of resilience in you. How, well, how did it, how did that happen? So let me tell you what I left out. Okay, because I'm telling you that story. But what happened to me is um, when I was 15, I had an experience where I was lying in bed. And I was just lying there. I wasn't doing anything. My parents were not religious, so I wasn't looking for, you know, anything like that. My my body was filled with light. And And the realization in words came, I know that I'm not that well socially adjusted because I was a loner and I spent a lot of time by myself reading books and stuff, but there's nothing wrong with me inside. That was really helpful. And then when I turned 17, I was, I was at university by that time. Uh, I started feeling an ache in my heart, in my chest, like Mm -hmm. an uneasy, uncomfortable, you know, longing, loneliness, a lot, a lot of words for it. I have 10 pages of words for that feeling. Yeah. Separated, isolated, um, loss, feeling of loss. Uncertain. Yeah, uncertain. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, sorrow, sadness, Mm -hmm. feels in there. Depression sometimes is is part of that too. Hopelessness. Yes. Something's missing. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I started feeling that in my chest and I couldn't shake it. Because what we usually do, we feel it. Everybody, yep. I don't know anybody who doesn't know what heartache is. Yeah. And <clears throat> we feel it. And it, it, we feel it in response to so many things. Grandma dies, the dog runs away, somebody betrays your trust. Um, you know, you, you, something that you thought you were going to do falls through and now you have some empty, empty time. Yeah. And we feel it. And it's the same feeling in the same place with a hundred triggers, with a thousand triggers. Yep. And the, and I didn't understand what it was, but I couldn't shake it because I couldn't, what most people do is distract themselves from it or blame it on somebody Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or try to ignore it, deny it or explain it away, cleverly explain it away. I couldn't do any of it because I had already seen enough given the war and I'd met lots of rich people and they weren't any happier than I was. So it wasn't, you know, so the things that we distract ourselves into to try and driven by this feeling, this is really our drive. Um, I couldn't take it anymore. And so I, w- I was going around with this feeling for like 13 years and I didn't know what it was. And people said, don't dwell on it. It'll just make you crazy. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't not dwell on it. It was always there. 
Yeah. They said, why don't you get a, a job like your brother? I, you know, and I was like, no, that's just not going to work. Yeah. And then I, I, I met somebody who said the, uh, basically what he said was the peace you search for in the world is within you. And I could show you how to connect to it. Ooh, well, tell us, tell us, tell our listeners how to do it. So that was, so the first thing, so the starting point, you know, when, Mm -hmm. when you get all of these questions and excuses and why we can't do what is you're not, you're not, you're not at the starting point. Like addicts are famous for, for aching hearts. Famous, right. So they medicate it because they don't like it. It's uncomfortable. They don't want to feel it. And drugs feel better than no drugs in that case. So, and then they tell them, don't, don't dwell on it. It'll just make you crazy. And I say, no, 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 no. When you feel it, feel it. Process it. it. Yes. Yes. Be with it. Don't Mm -hmm. judge it. Feel it. It's a little uncomfortable. It might be pretty intense. You might cry. It's all okay. It will not hurt you. It will not kill you. Mm -hmm. Because less than a hair's breadth behind that heartache is your wholeness. Yes. And so you got to sit still with it in order to drop behind it. That's really the process. It's kind of like, you know, somebody says, okay, I want to win the thousand meter Olympic race. But I'm damned if you're going to get my feet in those freaking starting blocks, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to win the race, but I'm not going to go to the starting point. Well, you can't mm-hmm. do the race if you don't, you know, you can't do a journey if you don't know where you are and yeah. acknowledge where you are and are clear about where you want to end up. Yep. So peace is the end up. And heartache is the starting point. Yes. And heartache because of that. And and it's intense. And it will not let you go. Not till you're 70, not 80, not 90, not till you die. Unless you take, unless you be with it. And every time something on the outside ends, you feel that feeling of loss. But the feeling of loss is actually the the feeling of your loss of your connection to the core of your own existence, which happened after you were born mm-hmm. in, when your senses went out to get, to get to know the world. I, I, if I can, if, if I can interrupt yeah. you for one quick second, mm-hmm. that part right there, if you allow yourself to feel it, if you allow yourself to process it and not run from it, yeah, like you mentioned, that's, that's the start of that journey. A lot of people, a lot of people don't trust that they are capable of withstanding that pain. They don't trust it. They don't trust that they're, they're capable of sitting in it and processing it. Hence the reason why they avoid, distract, or explain it away. Right. But when they tell themselves they, they can't handle it, that's just their head talking. Yes. That's BS. Yep. Right? Because you felt that. You felt that many times and you're still alive. Yes. <laughs> Right. And you're prolonging, and all you're doing is prolonging the process. I mean, either way, it has to get done. You're putting off the journey. Bingo. Yeah, you're putting off the journey, and the journey is to your magnificence. Like the unconditional love in your life, it's best, basically your life is solar energy. Yeah. Right? Solar energy shines on, the, on green leaves and, and excites electrons, and then yeah. they form bonds between atoms to make molecules. Those become your food molecules. You eat them, you break them down, the solar energy is released. That's your life. Yeah. That's the objective science view. 
Yeah. If you sit and you in a dark room and you close your eyes and you sit really quietly and look into what you can see, first you'll see darkness. If you go deeper into the darkness, you will discover the light. That is the solar energy. That is who you are. And that is the light that all of the great masters talked about. Yeah. There's a reason why Buddha called it enlightenment, which was mean in en, enlightenment, which means lit up from within. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if your eye is single, you know, and that means inside. Inside, yep. Your body will be filled with light. Absolutely. You are that light. You know, people sometimes I say, hey, Whose body is that? I pointed you. Say, whose body is that? What's your answer? Yeah. It's mine, damn it. <laughs> it's mine, damn it. Yeah. And, you, and, and do you know what you've just done? I owned it. It's mine. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. But, but you've done something else. You busted yourself. How so? Take me there. Because you've just told me that you are not the body. Mm. You've just told me you own the body. Ooh. Then the question is, well, who are you who owns the body? I love that. Tell me more. Tell me more. Teach me. You are life. Mm. Life weighs nothing and runs everything. Life knows everything about your body, so it's omni, omniscient. If you're Catholic, you know what, what that means, right? Omniscient. It is omnipotent. It is all power in you, and it is all-knowing. Omni, uh, uh, omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. Oh, and that's a definition of God. The mm. light in you is the divine. Wow. And when you and when and and all of the religions, or let's say all the masters, after whom the religions were named, yeah, because the religions have twisted the message big time. They all said, "You all have what I have." If you do what I do, you will experience what I experience. And if you want to experience the, the experience of master in yeah. you, you got to be in touch with life. Life is that power. Life is that knowledge. Life is that light. Life is that sound. So how would you answer that question? Wh- which question? The, the, the question is... Who am I? Who, um, who's the owner of your body or what was your question? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's yeah. yeah. Who, uh, whose body is that? It's my body. It's my body. And that's correct. It's just that I understand that I am not the body. I am life. Mm. I am the owner of the body, weigh nothing, run everything, know everything about the body. But, and then you, and then what you do is if you want to know who, who you are, yeah. Then you have to you have to take time to get closer into that energy. That's the exact that energy, answer, Udo. That's the exact answer I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and in that and in that in that energy is your wisdom, is your yes. insight, is your intuition, is your purpose. Yes, because the life, that energy, is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. When I get into that energy, I feel unconditionally loved. That's why I can, I'm now free to do something and not immediately need something back. Yeah. I've just gotten out of the, the world of horse trades and okay. gotten into the world of giving. Until, until I feel whole, I will always take in my giving. Yeah. And when I feel whole, I don't need to take in my giving. Because giving is our nature from that place. Gosh, I wish 
I wish that was taught to us. I wish that was taught to us before we got married. It's, it's, yeah, well, <laughs> right. But it wasn't so we get, so we can learn it now. Right. Oh yeah. So, and, and so I, um, yeah. And just like it is the sun's nature to shine, it is our nature to shine our state of being. Yeah. And if I'm, if my state of being is that love or the peace behind it, then I become an influence automatically in that direction. Mm -hmm. State of being is so important. If my state of being is angry, I'll just wreck shit. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. If it, it, it's, it, it, you can't, but have that come to expression. So whatever, wherever, if, if I'm, if I'm, my heart is aching, then that's what I bring into the world. Yeah. And you mentioned that in the beginning, you mentioned, you know, that it kind of goes along the saying of hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I I remember in the beginning of my marriage, I didn't, I didn't know that there was zero self-reflection. I wasn't taught it. I wasn't taught. I, to be honest, not even in grad school was I taught about self-reflection. I was taught how to do it with a, with a client. I was taught about counter-transference, you know, and all of those other beautiful, lovely mental health terms. However, it wasn't until I was sitting across from from my patients in group or even one-on-one. That's when the self-discovery really, truly happened. That's when it was like, wait a minute. I can identify with my client. Mm -hmm. I I can understand. There was this level of empathy. Mm -hmm. And then with that, I would go home and I would process it. Wait a minute. This, yes. You know, I'm, I might not have been as severe as, you know, where their current symptoms are at, might not have been diagnosed with the similar diagnoses. However, I felt that pain. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. that anguish. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember, you know, allowing myself to really put that guard down and yes, okay, so what? I'm supposed to show up as the expert, but that's not working. I'm not connecting with my patients. I'm not connecting with my clients. So instead, let me show up as Veronica, a flawed human being that is willing to learn and grow. Yeah. And let me connect with that emotion that I used to run away from. Let me connect with 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 that that little girl inside of me. Let me connect with with everything I ever feared. And let me lean in a little bit. Let me actually lean in and challenge mm-hmm. those insecurities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was then that I realized, holy shit. Holy shit. Not only am I way more successful in my career, but it feels different. Like my whole state of being, it's, you know, I'm not letting the small shit affect me. And the way I'm connecting with my husband, the way I'm connecting with my kids, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. However, it's so freaking worth it. Yeah. And behind, you know, I I got to a point where I realized I was pretty insecure. Yes. I felt like rather than cover it up, I at least... I'd like to feel it. And then I yeah. got into feeling the insecurity and I realized just behind the insecurity, I feel completely secure. Yeah. My life is, my life is not insecure. No. My head trip is insecure. Yeah. Somebody told me something or I told myself something. I say like, Oh yeah. You know, I always can't do this and you know, I'm not good at that. And yeah, you know what? Maybe you just haven't practiced. Yep. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it becomes so easy. The other thing is that within every human being, no matter what their trip is, what their state is, what their problem is, what stuff they've got going in their head, 
the peace in them, the wholeness in them, the unconditional love in them is not affected by no, the yeah. problem. So it would be a good idea to say to somebody who's got problems, okay, give your problems the attention they need. Yep. Maybe Make you it more need tangible. to do something. Maybe you need to change something. Maybe there's work to do. Mm-hmm. But give equal time to the fact that there's nothing wrong with you, to the yeah. fact that you're magnificent, to the fact that you're unconditionally loved mm-hmm. and unconditional love. Yeah. That your source is peace, just like the universe's source is, is peace. Yes. You're just you're you're a mini universe in mm-hmm. your being that is a reflection of the big universe. Yep. Right? And and that everything that you do and everything you think actually takes place in a sphere of perfect contentment and perfect peace. Even warriors on the battlefield. Yeah. Peace is inside of them from top to bottom, not yeah. just like a little part of their head, no. completely in their being. Yeah. On both sides. And the peace is between them and the peace is around them and the peace is above them and below them. Bingo. But their focus is not on the peace. Their no. focus is on an idea. You're my enemy. I'm going to kill you. Yep. And the other guy saying, no, you're my enemy. I'm going to kill gonna you. Say, yep. Right. And so in a, in a, in a place of perfect peace, they have their battle where they kill each other. Now, yeah. if they, if their focus was the peace in their own being, yeah. They would probably put down their their weapons, mm-hmm. you know, share lunch, and ask how how they could help make your kids' life better, make your family life better. You know, yeah. what way can I help you? Yeah, because I have peace. Well, I let me have everything and more than everything. Let me ask you a question. This this goes this ties into a question that I ask um, all of my guests. I'm going to ask it. A little differently. So there's two questions. The first question is, what are you doing right now to live the life you want to live? And I'm really curious on how you're going to answer this. I'm living it. Yes. Yes. People say sometimes, well, if you could do, if you didn't have to work and if this and if that, Mm -mm 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 -mm. you know what? I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't need a change. If I won the lottery today, nothing would change except I'd be giving away some lottery money, (laughs) you know, or something. Right. But I'm not, I'm not from this place. There isn't, Oh, I got to have this. And Oh, I got to have that because all the things we chase on the outside always have the conscious subconscious or unconscious hope that when I succeed, when I accomplish what I've, what I've decided I want, Mm -hmm then I will feel right again. I'll feel whole again. I feel okay again. I, I will, whatever it is that I feel that's, yep. that's yep. not right, that will get, get taken care of it. But I've talked to billionaires who are not happy. No. And no. had that, this conversation and said, let me tell you how your life goes. I mean, I tell them how their life goes. Yep. You feel discontent and you decide that you're going to do some really big thing. Yep. And the hope is that when you've accomplished that really big thing, then you're going to feel right, feel okay again. And so then you spend your, you, you plan the thing and you do it. And it's like a, sometimes you spend 10, 10, 10 years or 20 years 
working it, building it yeah. to accomplishment. And then when I, when you accomplish it, then you have three days where you say, yay, I did it, I did it. And on the di- fourth day, you're depressed. Yeah, you're looking for me, the next thing. Well, I wouldn't call it depressed. I would call it let down. <laughs> okay, yeah. quibble with words, <laughs> right? So feel let, let down. And then I said, and then you figure out, well, maybe I didn't think big enough or I didn't think in the right direction. So yeah. you either change direction or you say, well, if I build five airports, then I'll yeah. be happy because I only built one. Yep. That's he, the guy had an airport named after him, right? And he was like the, the you know, incredibly accomplished guy. Yep. And he said, and there's still something missing. And I said, yeah. the mistake you make is that you think that you can fix what's broken on the inside or disconnected on the inside or lost on the inside by something that you gain on the outside. Yeah. But the truth is, the disconnect that happened on the inside that is part of every human being's journey in getting to know the world. You know, they start from being present inside, absent outside. Then they end up absent outside, uh, uh, present outside, absent inside. inside. Mm-hmm. And that disconnect is where heartache begins. And yeah. to fix that disconnect, you have to bring your focus of awareness back inside yeah. to its source in yeah. life, in your body, inside. Yeah. You just described all my therapy sessions. <laughs> you <laughs> described said, every single one that I, when I'm with my clients, that's exactly where we go. Yeah. The last question I have, Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed with her kids and disconnected with her husband? Exactly the same. The problem yes. is not them. The problem is you. Oh, yes. Can you please repeat that for the people <laughs> in the cheap seats? The problem they need to hear is that. them. And that's not a judgment. That's, a, no, that's no. an observation because the problem with you, because if you were in unconditional love and peace and we're all works in progress, it's a, yes. it's a, it's a tall order. Yep. But why not reach for the tall order? I, why not? Why not say, I want to have the experience that the masters had that yeah. made them so wise and so lovable and so powerful and so able to heal. Bingo. Why not aim for that? You know, yeah. and you're not going to be there and then you fall down and then you learn something and then you go, go back to it and then you fall down and you learn something. Yeah. Next thing you know, you feel it pretty good all the time. Yeah. But the ho- the work is home. The work in marriage and in, in raising kids is homework. Yeah. A lot of people thought if they had kids, they'd be happy. Or yeah. if they got married, they'd be happy. Nope. No, you get happy from being happy and happiness is built into you and you have to crawl inside for it and then you get an unconditional happiness just because it's there so you don't have to have an excuse to be happy you're happy because you can and because you decide you want to and you decide to go there right bingo and then the other happinesses are all much smaller and conditional happinesses because some people say i'll be happy when everybody loves me Mm-mm. Well, good luck on that one. Yep. Yep. Good You're not going to be happy much. What if you say, I'm going to be happy no matter what? Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually possible because that exists within you as a state of being. So you don't even have to talk yourself into, into reframing all of, your, all of your mind chatter. Mm-hmm. You actually just have to walk from it to yeah. a deeper place, more in your chest, more in your body than in your mind. Udo. You, yeah. I, I can be on here all day, all mm-hmm. day. You are amazing, amazing. So where can where can the audience find you? Because I know these women are going to be all over, all over. Yeah, udoerasmus.com. 
or or the udo t-h-e-u-d-o dot com okay and that's we have some educational stuff and uh and some courses there and we're just building that okay Um, the second one is called udoschoice.com u-d-o-s choice.com that's where where i talk about all of the products that i've developed that we never talked about (laughs) We had to, we could do another one. I yeah, swear yeah, to you. Yeah, let's do another one. We yeah. could totally do another yeah, one. To do that. Yeah. But I think I, I like this particular converse, conversation <laughs> because it is the most important not had conversation on the planet. Yeah. I, and if I agree with you. If a million people have this conversation, it will change the planet. And we will begin to do what we're not doing in environment and politics and relationships and health. Yeah. Because it's it's our foundation that we yeah. need to get connected to again yeah well you put two th- you put two therapists you put two therapists in the room and this is what you oh, get yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get and then danger <laughs> <laughs> no and then and then i'm i have a i have a youtube channel and i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram i'm not hard to find i'm 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 around quite a bit all right we are definitely we will definitely include all of that in the show notes Thank you so much for being on here with us. All right. Thank you. I thank you for for being so, uh, well, first of all, you're an amplifier for a message. So I totally appreciate that. Thank but you. also, you know, in order to, for 8 billion people to live lit up from within, 8 billion people need to hear it. Yeah, I and The agree. fact that you're open to it and we can have this conversation is is awesome. Thank you. You are awesome. And you're not <laughs> your body. Not my body. Look at that. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I will learn until yeah. the day I and, die. <laughs> and being and being is more important than doing because you can be without doing, but you can't do without being. Absolutely. So we're supposed to be human beings. We've become human doings. That's another way of thinking about return to self. Boom. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Ball Mom Podcast, beta male revolution or imperfect thriving go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network this podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered this is given with the understanding that neither the host practice of the practice or the guests are providing legal mental health or other professional information if you need a professional you should find one Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. 
I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking. 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.